Every single American should be wearing a mask when they're outside for the next three months at a minimum. Every governor should mandate, every governor should mandate mandatory mask wearing. The estimates by the experts are it will save over 40,000 lives in the next three months. 40,000 lives. The people act responsibly. And uh, it's not about your rights, it's about your responsibilities as an American. The fact is that as Americans are lining up to give blood, Americans volunteer all their time for food banks and local charities, supporting their neighbors that are in need. Well, this is no different. Wearing a mask is less about you contracting the virus, although it does help, depending on the mask, but it's about preventing other people from getting sick. Not really. We know now. That was Joe Biden, our president, in August of 2020. We know now that none of that is true. None of that is true. And we know now that they actually want to start the whole thing all over again. And we will not comply. We will not comply. I'm going to talk to Dr. Robert Malone in a few seconds, and we're going to talk about the new vaccine, so-called, the masking, and now the latest studies on that. Uh, you won't want to miss it. But first, preborn has been saving the lives of babies, unborn babies, for a number of years, and we are partners with them to do exactly that. Since uh, January through June of 2023 of this year, we have saved 29,134 babies' lives, <laughs> you and me, and preborn. Uh, through the miracle of ultrasound technology, when moms see their babies, they just change their minds. When they see that baby, they just don't go through with that abortion. And we're so happy to be a partner with them and so happy that so many of you have responded. Uh, if you haven't responded yet, or if you want to, if it's time to, you know, uh, open your pocketbook again to help preborn, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. And remember, you can call us at 662 821 2040, 662 821 or you can send us an email at sandy at afr.net. You can listen easily to the podcast if you go to sandyrios.com, but we're available on any podcast platform. Okay, sit back and uh, get your pen and paper out because we do have an assignment. There is something we can do if you want to join us in refusing to comply on these new mandates. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice. Not social justice, but God's justice. What's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up. Speak up. Say something. Do something. Cases are, in fact, on the rise. The CDC still says there are times when you should wear face masks, but even the president isn't quite buying that. 
But don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in. President Biden joking about something the White House used to take very, very seriously, the use of face masks. And by his own administration standards, he's supposed to be wearing one after First Lady Jill Biden recently contracted COVID. I think what's the most important is the president tested negative a couple of hours before this event. The White House has been trying to downplay Biden's maskless moves, which included exposing himself the day before to an 81-year-old Medal of Honor recipient. It shows just how much attitudes have changed. Despite the CDC's most recent data at the end of August showing COVID hospitalizations up nearly 16% in a week and deaths up over 17%. And while some schools are trying to resume the use of face masks, there has been a pushback. This is coming back unless we stop it from happening. One Republican senator even introduced legislation to ban mask mandates. And despite CDC recommendations, there are the familiar arguments over whether masking is effective or necessary. You can wear an N95 tightly fitting mask for three years, or you can live in profound social isolation. None of those strategies are sustainable, and it will not impact the fact that this is a contagious virus. All right, Sandy Rios with you on Sandy Rios 24-7. That was a report from Fox 11. And we are hearing, we are hearing that the Biden administration is planning on implementing masking on planes and airplanes and in schools as best they can. Uh, And also that there's a new uh, booster that they're going to force people to take. I, I don't know if you've been watching, but I see these commercials where doctors are, uh, pediatric, pediatricians are saying that children must take this new booster, this new booster or vaccine. We're going to talk to Dr. Malone about it. Uh, Dr. Robert Malone is our guest. No one knows more about this than he does. I guess I would just say that Dr. Malone is like um, the, the scientist doctor, the doctor of the doctors, the doctor that doctors go to to figure out the science behind lots of different things. But Dr. Malone happens to be an expert in this. He's the discoverer of the mRNA vaccine Platform. He also uh, was bold enough that when this nonsense began in 2020 or the spring of 2021, he spoke out and became a champion on this, uh, risking his reputation and his career to sort the mess out. And I, he got my attention recently. I've, Dr. Malone has been with us many times, but he just wrote on his Substack uh, uh, an article that's titled, Do Not Comply. Do not comply. And that's kind of the theme of what we're going to talk about with Dr. Malone. Dr. Malone, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Sandy. Hey, I want to just ask you about that uh, supposed new booster. Is it a new vaccine or a new booster? I am confused about that. Uh, Tomato, tomato. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, it's a... uh, uh, you could easily call it either. It's akin to the seasonal updated flu vaccines, or it's intended to be. And just to give a little bit of flavor, this these boosters were uh, are designed against a viral variant that was of concern uh, late spring, early summer this year. Uh, you may recall it. The uh, scary Kraken variant or Kraken. Oh, yes, I uh, remember. Okay, <laughs> okay so uh, that was a brilliant piece of marketing, uh, calling it uh, the Kraken. 
Um, everybody that watched Pirates of the Caribbean or has read 20 Leagues Under the Sea has an understanding of what that means, this giant, ferocious sea monster. And, of course, we have all seen uh, widespread uh, uh, death on the street, mass graves, and uh, <laughs> the use of refrigerator vans to store bodies uh, because of the Kraken. Uh, no, none of that happened. Mm. Uh, and uh, the geniuses at the uh, FDA advisory committee called Verbach selected this as the, the variant of concern to build a new booster against. And uh, what's happened between now and then is that that variant is being extinguished in the population by new related viruses such as Eris. Um, and uh, when CDC talks about these alarming increases in hospitalizations, what they're talking about is an increase off a very, very low baseline. Okay, so uh, what really matters is, for most of us, is there a whopping increase in death? And, in fact, the total daily mortality rate attributed to people with a COVID infection, not dying from COVID, remember that distinction, yep. is running about 44 a day. That's a tiny number compared to the 300 plus that we saw for an extended period of time during the um, more serious phases of the outbreak. So this is all the term I use is fear porn. And what a cynic might say, not me, is that this is really spinning up fear in the population to drive uh, the acceptance of an, a vaccine that is already outdated, whether you want to call it a vaccine or a booster product, it is already mismatched to the dominant strain because even with this whiz-bang new mRNA technology that they're so excited about, they can't keep up with the evolution of this virus of the SARS-CoV-2. And by the way, both Kraken and Eris and Parola, the, the variants that of concern that uh, or or of interest, they're actually variants of interest, uh, according to the WHO. Um, they're all variants of Omicron, and like Omicron, they're very infectious to people who haven't already been infected, which is a pretty small population, and uh, they are relatively non-pathogenic, which is a sciencey way of saying uh, they are less likely or unlikely to cause you to go to the hospital or die unless you had a major pre-existing medical condition, with one unfortunate exception. And this is the other dark side of what's going on. That one exception is the people that have been multiply inoculated, I hesitate to call it boosted, um, <laughs> are at much more risk than those that have not been multiply inoculated and typically have natural immunity or hospitalization. Those data are um, solid and they've been repeated all over the world. Furthermore, as you, if you are on the booster train at about two to three months, and it seems to be getting shorter after inoculation, you actually go from a short term partial protection to a, uh, becoming more susceptible to the virus and hospitalization or infection than uh, if you hadn't been boosted at all. Um, so we call this negative 
efficacy or negative effect effectiveness, and it kicks in about two to three months after you receive the inoculation. Um, my friend, Dr. Joe Latipo down in Florida, calls this a major safety signal. Uh, I think that's the most charitable way to, to phrase it. But regardless, uh, the data, which, by the way, were hidden by the federal government, um, as revealed by Zachary Steiber at the beginning of last month in a uh, fantastic article in the Epic Times that uh, brought the receipts, the federal documents, federal government that has been intentionally hiding the fact that the people that are at highest risk of infection and hospitalization are the multiply boosted. You know, Dr. Malone, that's, uh, I think everyone hearing you say that knows experientially that that's true. I mean, I, I, we all know multiple people who have been vaccinated and boosted a million times who are getting COVID over and over again. It's not like it's a not, rare not thing. Not the least of which is, is Jill Biden. Exactly. And Jill Biden. Jill, well, Jill and Joe. I mean, it's just... Uh, well, it, it's, Jill, Jill is what I tried to say. Yeah, It's a ridiculous... It's a circus. But it's a serious circus because they want to now pull us into it again. And I just want to say one more thing about that commercial on television. I wish I could have pulled it. It is so creepy, Dr. Malone. It's these pediatricians smiling and assuring you that... Your children must be boosted or they must have this new vaccine. It's for their own good and their safety. They're still talking like that. So and that, running this that, com- is a, that is a full-on lie. And even Dr. Paul Offit, who never met a vaccine he didn't want to jab into a child, is now saying that he does not support that. Wow. Um, <sighs> think it through. Children, uh, a healthy child has a risk of hospitalization or death from this virus. It is in the range of 0.0001%. In other words, essentially zero. Um, And yet these are the ones, particularly young males, but also young females, uh, that are at highest risk for development of myocarditis. And now we have data out of Australia looking at children who have been received two inoculations of these products, these mRNA-based products, are uh, having demonstrably uh, reduced broad-based immune systems based on laboratory assays. In other words, it's not only altering their ability to fight off COVID in a negative way with the boosters, but even just two inoculations are damaging their ability to fight off other childhood infectious diseases. That just makes me heart sick. I know it does you too. It's just, I can hardly talk about it objectively, but this is what's happening. And of course now we have schools implementing uh, the masks, which is kind of a, you know, this is a companion story to the boosters themselves or the vaccines. We have actual CDC data that the masking is causing harm. Uh, apparently due to the CO2 accumulations associated with the mask use. Uh, You know, many uh, are so concerned about CO2 levels in the environment. Well, the masks cause increased CO2 levels right in front of your face and nose. And that's actually toxic. And uh, there are data now that that may be contributing even to some worse outcomes in pregnancy in mothers that are masking. And then on top of that, in our poor children, we have uh, the uh, 
IQ damage that has been documented, uh, the delayed uh, um, onset of uh, language, you know, the ability to speak because they need to read lips as they're learning how to uh, speak. Um, there's a whole cluster of damages that occur to our children in these masking policies, and they've been mandated by Head Start. So many of these are federal mandates, have been in the past. Let me read from your article, which you wrote, Do, uh, do Not Comply. But before I read from that, I want to remind you that we couldn't do this without the help of Christian Healthcare. It's a brand new sponsor for us at chministries.org slash Sandy. And the way they work is Christians, and it's, it's Christians, and this is the Christian organization, pool their resources. You pay whatever level you can afford. I think they have three different levels of coverage that you can choose from. And you, so whatever you pay goes into a pool. When someone gets sick, they draw from that pool. Uh, and when you get sick, you draw from that pool because the money accumulates. You know how that works. Uh, with this one, though, with Christian uh, Healthcare Ministries, they've been around for 40 years, and they have a presence in all 50 states and even overseas. You can choose your own doctor. You can choose your own network, your own hospital. If you want to check it out just to see if you can save money or if it's better coverage than what you have, go to chministries.org slash Sandy. That's chministries.org slash Sandy. Okay, so you're quoting this study and its findings, and it's saying um, neuron destruction, impaired memory and learning, increased anxiety, destruction of cells in testes, stillbirth and birth defects, and they're saying... They're seeing significant rise of stillbirths, 28 to 33% worldwide, reduced verbal, motor, and overall cognitive performance of two full standard deviations in scores in children born during the pandemic. And that is, as you just described, we think, from taking in carbon dioxide, breathing that, because uh, it's what they're emitting. Uh, humans take in oxygen, we emit carbon dioxide, CO2, and by having to breathe that, it's causing this damage. Is that, is that a layman's accurate way of viewing that? Yeah, that is, that, that's what, that is the interpretation, uh, the most common interpretation for that set of data that you just described. The findings are the findings. Um, the CO2, increased CO2 uh, uptake, are, is consistent with those findings. It's consistent what we, about what we know about CO2 levels in breathing. Uh, there may be other factors, too. The data are the data. Those images are occurring, and it appears that at least some fraction, perhaps most, may be due to these masking effects. You know, it is, you mentioned this, but I want to, I, this had occurred to me, too, and you're the first person I've heard say it, and that is that the environmentalists, uh, the climate change freak out, want to scare us all to death people like John Kerry are, you know, railing and have been for decades now about CO2 emissions from cows, from uh, from us, from the planet, man-made, from our cars, whatever, uh, and scaring us to death about CO2. And ironically, they want to mask our children. I say they, I'm assuming that John Kerry would be all down with this, mask our children and us so that we actually take in more CO2, which is by, as you just said, based on the studies, is causing tremendous damage. Uh, it is so ironic, isn't it? It, it is. Uh, but 
uh, our, our, I'll just say it this way, our opponents in this uh, national and international dialogue don't, you know, they talk the talk of uh, things like we own the science, that famous statement. Or, <laughs> or, or, uh, or we the are the science. <laughs> I am the science, right? Exactly, and yes. Yet, uh, for instance, Tony Fauci, uh, I'll put it this way, liberally substitutes his own opinion for the actual data. And he's done it all along. That's been one of the big problems. The basis of his, quote, lies are almost always that he is, uh, he speaks off the cuff, seat of the pants, based on his opinion and intuition, and doesn't bother to go back to the data, like this infamous recent CNN interview in which he was confronted by the fact that the Cochrane, you know, gold standard uh, analysis of all of the well-powered studies on mask use uh, for over a decade now, clearly demonstrates that masks of these types are not effective against respiratory viruses. But uh, Dr. Fauci countered by saying, yeah, but uh, that's the case in the, on a population basis, but on an individual basis, they make a difference. And, in the, you know, CNN, as usual, didn't come back to him and say, <laughs> like they would have with me, well, show me a study that shows that. Because there aren't any, okay? That was Tony Fauci just shooting off his mouth again. And, you know, the uh, looping back to the climate story, now Dr. Fauci apparently thinks that uh, um, uh, since everybody would accept that he's an epidemiologist or he plays one on TV, but he actually isn't one, now they will accept him being a climate change scientist and, and accept his opinions about climate change. It's, it, the whole thing is madness. And it's it's another uh, clear indication of where we've come to with media, uh, the government, uh, corporations, and these uh, globalist uh, organizations and the NGOs that support them, where it's it it's all propaganda twenty four seven. They don't bother about what the truth is. And they don't seem to think about the impact of their false statements on people's lives. They don't seem to care. Oh, I don't think they do, because I think along with it, we could prove uh, that there is a strong strain among environmentalists, especially, of the wish to reduce the population through any means necessary. You know, whether it's starving us to death through these, you know, reducing crops and farming uh, to so, so other kinds of things. That, that's been... You know, a lot of people have uh, that have been labeled as conspiracy theorists have floated that as an explanation for a lot of what's gone on during the COVID crisis. And I've been very reluctant to go there because I didn't know of any receipts, any documentation that would support that until my friend uh, Gavin DeBecker uh, dove into uh, the archives in the U.S. government and pulled out the Kissinger report developed <laughs> during the Nixon administration and then made into national policy uh, during the following administration. And uh, it's still national policy, and that national policy absolutely is to cap global population at 8 billion or below. And, uh, I, you know, paradoxically, as Steve Bannon says, there are no coincidences. 
we hit 7.8 billion in the beginning of 2020. So there absolutely is documented, um, used to be classified, got declassified, documented uh, federal policy uh, for population control and capping. And uh, it goes, it, that report is a stunning read. We also covered that in our substack, and then that kind of radiated out. Um, uh, Sasha Latipova came out with an article, etc. But but the receipts are there. It is U.S. federal policy uh, to restrict global population growth, particularly in what they call the least developed countries. Uh, that and this is this is total Kissinger. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't want those countries to have population growth because we want to be able to extract resources from them. Yes. Well, uh, because I've been covering this for so many years, uh, I used to talk to population control experts. And I know this was uh, internationally. If I had the quotes, I'd share them. But I mean, th- this is not a hidden. This is not a secret. This is what they want to do. And they have they're heartless. They don't care about individuals. They care about what some big plan they have for our future. And since you mentioned your Substack, I should stop and say that the Substack that Dr. Malone uh, presents and writes is phenomenal. You just go to R W Malone M D Substack. Dot com. That's R.W. Yes, Malone. It's, it's R.W. Malone, M.D. dot substack dot com. Oh, oh, OK. And Sandy, just I know how important it is uh, that uh, women who often are unrecognized be recognized for their contributions. And uh, your audience should know that Jill, Dr. Jill Glassville Malone, uh, writes many of those essays and we both co-write and co-edit each other's work. So. It's very much a joint effort from a couple that's long worked together as scientists uh, and is now making their living as authors through Substack. <laughs> well, I, yes, and she's a yeah, – so I'm glad you mentioned that, and a shout-out to her because uh, it's, a, it's just great writing. And also my favorite is your Sunday – is it Sunday Funnies? <laughs> anyway, which yeah, – you know, she, does, she <laughs> does the Friday Strip and uh, – <laughs> let's see, what is it? The Friday Funnies and Sunday Strip. Uh, and yes, I don't think I think we're going to have to be putting that out until we're in the grave. Uh, people absolutely <laughs> demand it. Yeah, it is. It's great, and and it relieves the tension of the content you're writing about. All right, well, let's go back to practical because now you know uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, Air Elementary has uh, caused forced uh, the children in one class to wear these N95 masks because the, I think three kids tested positive of this new variant. Uh, and it's spreading yeah. around the country. Colleges and universities, not, uh, I, I would just say, maybe half a dozen now, as far as I know. And a couple of hospitals are also now implementing masking again. Uh, just say a word about that, and then let's talk about what we can do to stop this. Well, not only is the masking policies creeping in, in many of these universities that uh, have paradoxically just become centers for, uh, you know, it, well, it's it's intentional cultural revol- revolution is what's going on, um, advancing uh, these various uh, policies and logic. But it's not just the masking. Most of the Ivy League schools and, and you know, bi-coastal elite schools are absolutely requiring these boosters that we were just talking about. Wow. Uh, for 
students that are going to go. Um, and again, what they're doing is they are imposing a high probability of cardiac damage, on, uh, among other things, onto these young students, particularly the young males. And uh, I'll, I hope that at some point we're going to be able to force this issue out into the courts so that these organizations can be held liable for what they're doing to our children. I do, too. I do, too. I've often said that we need a class action suit for all the damage they've done. I guess for, for bottom line, for, for men in general, one of the things we're seeing the most is that myocarditis and other heart-related problems. And for women, it's fertility and other variations of that, right? Is that the, at this point, would you say that's the biggest risk to girls and women? Actually, uh, so that's, a, that's more of a prolonged, delayed risk the reproductive problems, and of course, among those is the dysmenorrhea or alterations in menstruation. Um, delayed menstruation or more severe. Um, in elderly women that are postmenopausal, suddenly they're having, they're cycling again. A lot of things that are just not right. Uh, that that the Pfizer uh, young executive caught by James O'Keefe uh, was indicating Pfizer believes is due to damage to the endocrine system. Which, uh, if that's happening in women, it's happening in all of us, including our children. Uh, but don't don't forget that women are dying suddenly and unexpectedly. Also, uh, they're having uh, myocarditis and cardiac damage, just not quite as frequently. Uh, and they're also having this uh, bizarre phenomena of sudden death in in otherwise healthy, typically high performance athletes. Uh, so it's not just uh, men; it's uh, men and women. Uh, it's our our uh, armed forces, particularly uh, our um, special operations, high performers, SEALs, etc. Uh, and that's uh, the list of documented uh, adverse events associated with these products that aren't working. I mean, they are not stopping infection. They don't. They don't prevent infection. They don't prevent replication. They don't prevent spread of this virus. If every single person in the United States took all of these products that they are recommending for us, the virus would still circulate. And we can never get to herd immunity with these leaky vaccines. What we'll do is to continue to select for viral variants that escape them. That's what's happening. Uh, and it's just that the propaganda and the and the party line that's been reinforced through Pfizer uh, um, financial incentives, the huge financial incentives that are being put out by a lot of the healthcare um, consortia like a Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, oh and the federal government's incentives are it's it's like a, a runaway train. They're, they're not able or willing or, or really wish to stop it. Uh, you know, a lot of people are making money off of this. And uh, I thought it was really curious that this whole fear that's being ginned up, it's totally irrational, was launched uh, in Face the Nation when Scott Gottlieb basically was allowed to do an extended uh, marketing campaign on Face the Nation. Scott Gottlieb 
whose claim to fame was his, he was FDA commissioner. I don't think he has any other scientific claims, any big achievements that he's made. And then he left uh, his FDA position uh, to take a position on the board of directors of Pfizer. And by the way, he also advises the CIA. Um, so this guy got up, um, opens with many uh, scientists and virologists that I'm uh talking to or concerned about these new variants. And then he goes on to do this extended pitch for the new uh, um, booster products. I think this is all an elaborate propaganda marketing campaign and that Pfizer, Moderna, Novavax, and the federal government are all in on this because they have made this decision to go ahead and repurchase and manufacture these things and now somehow they got to get them into arms or otherwise they're just going to um, have to put them uh, in uh, a great big dump pile. Well, and of course, there's the whole business. It's business. It's making money, but it's the whole issue of control, too, which brings me, if we could just, if you could, in, in a nutshell, tell us where we are with the World Health Organization, which was... Uh, trying to make a move to be able to mandate to countries worldwide if there should be vaccines and masking, and I'm not even sure how that ended up. Uh, Can you please tell us? Can they force us to do that, the World Health Organization? Um, So it's it's a complicated landscape, and there's a couple of different initiatives that continue to advance at the World Health Organization in partnership with the world, uh, with the United Nations and with the World Economic Forum. Uh, and one of those is the International Health Regulation Updates, which uh, technically are, I can tell you that within the context of Europe, these are, are proposed and described as a treaty. But here in the United <laughs> States, because treaties have to be ratified, yeah. They um, uh, use other language to describe these international health regulation update uh, initiatives uh, that would make it so that they could be implemented and approved of by the president without getting congressional approval. Uh, They were actually the first drafts of the IHR updates, which would provide this incredible power to the World Health Organization over virtually all treaty participants organizations, uh, nations, was drafted by the Biden administration, Department of Health and Human Services. <clears throat> so there, this continues to progress. Uh, they continue to push it. And the essence of it is to both tax nation states based on their existing health care expenditures um, to support the World Health Organization. So this is a, uh, a gambit to get more money uh, to support uh, the, uh, what the WHO asserts is their vital role in uh, managing uh, public health, global public health crises and outbreaks. I think many of us would disagree about um, how well they've done that over the last three years. <laughs> is there a laugh uh, track? Really pathetic. Exactly. Um, but... Uh, but they, uh, like many uh, bureaucra- bureaucracies, um, uh, they're, they've, they've become decoupled 
from reality. They believe that they've done a great job, and the great job they've done over the last three years justifies more money. So they want to tax all nations based on their current health care budgets, meaning the United States would carry the majority of the burden here. Um, uh, and uh, then uh, concede powers to uh, WHO to uh, basically, their word is monitor, my word might be spy, on uh, independent nation states, uh, and when they detect anything that, that Mr. Tedros defines as a health crisis, uh, they would be able to mandate uh, actions to be taken. And if those actions are not taken, uh, to implement uh, um, uh, various fines or, or other sanctions, which ostensibly would be implemented by the World Trade Organization, such as the sanctions we placed on Russia and Iraq and Iran. Um, so that's that's where this is going. Yeah. Is it really, uh, to be blunt, it's another globalist power grab under the belief system that uh, the problems of the world are so severe that they can't be addressed by independent nation states working cooperatively. They have to be approved. They have to be managed by some uh, supranational globalist bureaucracy uh, that would, uh, you know, basically mandate uh, controls on populations. And this would include their being able to define what vaccines we take, uh, what drugs we take, uh, what medical countermeasures we take. Um, so those could all come at us under these policies as edicts uh, from uh, a central European-based organization that has uh, as its major funders uh, the uh, Chinese government and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's uh, it's incomprehensible, really. It's so vast the uh, the push and everything. You know, the left always amazes me, Doctor Malone, because they think of everything. They plan, they plan, they plan, and meanwhile, regular people are raising their families, working hard, you know, worshiping. Uh, and, and it's just a it's a different mindset. But they are right now for sure ahead of the game in spades. I want to talk about an attempt, at least in the Senate by J.D. Vance and Josh Hawley to stop this. Uh, Last Thursday, Senator J.D. Vance from Ohio uh, tried to get um, a unanimous consent for a motion that would ban mask mandates for schools, public transportation, but his request for that was blocked by the Democrats, who are all in on this globalist strategy. And so I guess the thing to say about this is uh, that's not dead, and we've got a, uh, uh, we have two houses the Senate, and the House of Representatives. So this is a good time uh, to call your... Don't just pick out one or two. You don't have to call everyone, but call your congressman, your your representative. Call your senators. And it doesn't matter if they're Democrats. Call them at the switchboard, in the, uh, the Capitol switchboard, and tell them they need to not comply. Do not comply uh, with these mandates yeah, that are coming down. This is the right to breathe initiative, right? Is what we're talking about? Uh, yes. We want them to support the right to breathe initiative. 
And so I just recommend, if you want to know what you can do, look, we're feeling helpless. I recognize that. Almost all of us are feeling helpless these days. But we are not. There are still things we can do, and there are still champions in our Congress who are fighting on our behalf. And as I've said many times before, as long as they're fighting, do not leave the field. Do not leave the field. Support them in any way you can, and this is the right thing to do. It's right to breathe initiative. And thanks, Senator Brant's, uh, Vance, for his efforts, and Josh Hawley, support them in that. Um, anything, Dr. Malone, that I may have forgotten that you want to add? Uh, so I was fortunate to have dinner last night with some influential conservatives uh, up uh, in uh, southern Maryland and uh, down by Fort and Rock. And we discussed a lot of things having to do with strategy. Uh, But one of the key messages that came out of that was uh, don't don't get wrapped up in the pessimism. It's easy to think that the world is all going to hell, quite literally. Uh, But remember that we do control the House. Um, We're teetering on the edge of control of the Senate. Uh, we have a election coming up where our opponents are seeking to put forward a gentleman who clearly is mentally compromised. Uh, whatever, you know, what, I don't want to place a diagnosis on it, but uh, Mr. Biden is uh, not functioning in all cylinders. And uh, we have as, as conservatives, we have been uh, in positions many times in the past that have been worse than this and come out on top. We do have to start fighting. Uh, it's not generally our way of being. We, we generally want incremental change. We don't want revolution. We don't want confrontation. Uh, but we're going to have to stand up and really get engaged politically. Uh, and uh, we we can uh, make a difference. We've done it in the past. But one of the things that I want to emphasize most is so often we're placed in, we, we find ourselves in a reactive mode where we're allowing our opponents to control the battlefield. And make no mistake, this is an information battlefield that we are engaged in. And uh, it is a battle for the minds and souls of Americans uh, and, and the whole American experiment. Uh, but we have to have a positive vision. The, the, the middle of the rotors that are standing by wondering which way the wind's blowing, uh, aren't there, we can't convince them and compel them by just pointing fingers at our opponents and saying, look what they're doing. Uh, They're so incompetent. And they are. You know, they keep screwing things up. If if, uh, San Francisco is a Democratic Party paradise, uh, then uh, I I don't see how anybody can make the case that we need to allow them to run the country. But we have to have a positive vision and we have a great example of somebody who understood that in Ronald Reagan and the messaging about it's morning in America, that America represents the shining city on the hill, the beacon of freedom for the rest of the world. 
all of that is still true. So don't get too wrapped up in the dark uh, pessimism and negativity. Remember that we are still a free people. We still have a constitution and a bill of rights. Uh, We have to defend it, yes, against uh, hostile forces, but we can do this. We've done it in the past, even when we've been in worse positions politically. We've come out ahead because we have truth and freedom and honesty and integrity on our side, even though the enemy, the opponent, is um, so uh, um, engaged in their scheming, uh, we, we, all we need to do is stand up, uh, just say no, do not comply, insist on the law and the rule of law, and uh, stand our ground and give a positive message America is great. It can be great. It will be great. Um, and Mr. Trump, you know, whatever the, the, the acronym MAGA, Make America Great Again, has been so vilified by our opponents, but it still contains a deep truth. Uh, a mature country uh, focuses on itself and its people and making it making its own infrastructure solid and great um, and doesn't waste all its capital and resources on the rest of the world while neglecting its own citizens, such as the difference between Ukraine and Lahaina. So that's my message. Don't be blue. Don't be negative. Let's, Let's be happy, positive warriors, but warriors nonetheless. I love that. And I want to make a point to make your point. You said we're on an information battlefield. And I would argue that we have won that battle, Dr. Malone. When you come to the point where CNN is at, you know, putting Dr. Fauci on the spot recently, even if they didn't do it well, they did it. And when you consider that people are reluctant now, they finally understand that getting that vaccine caused them to be more susceptible to COVID, not less. It's really, there are very few holdouts, I think, percentage-wise in this country. So I believe we have won that information battlefield, and that's because the interesting thing, you know, all the loud voices. It's so much more than COVID. Yeah. That's my point. COVID is, is the crack in the wall that has let us see the propaganda and the regime behind it's true. it. That's uh, true. And now we've got a much bigger fight than just uh, some uh, respiratory virus that isn't <laughs> no, particularly that's pathogenic. True. That's true. Uh, and I just, let me just say in a different way, look, the media never came around. They're just now kind of wobbling, but they were full bore on the propaganda. The medical establishment was full bore on the propaganda on this. The government was full bore on the propaganda. The globalists were full bore, and they lost this academia. battle. And academia. academia. The, the teachers' union. We can go on and on and on. Yeah, but they lost because of a few people like you <coughs> speaking the truth relentlessly. Uh, so we broke through that, and I do think that's just a point that needs people need to sit with. So we can. I'm with you. You you encourage all of us, Dr. Malone. It's rwmalonemd.substack.com to read his great stuff. R.W. Malone, MD, and his wife, Jill, who is also a brilliant mind in her own right, rwmalonemd.substack.com. And uh, Dr. Malone, we appreciate your time always. 
always. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, uh, Sandy. And and it's it is morning in America. It's a beautiful day here in Virginia, and this is a fantastic country, and we should celebrate it. All right. Okay. Thank you, sir. This is Sandy Rios on Sandy Rios twenty four seven. This is Sandy Rios twenty four seven on American Family Radio. You know, according to a recent study of hundreds of post-abortive women, speaking of the globalists not being pro-life, and I guarantee you they are not. In fact, the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, uh, in her writings, published something that said the black community are weeds that need to be made rid of. That was the goal of Planned Parenthood. And this is the same thinking that we have with the globalists now and all of these things that they are implementing, whether it's vaccines that do harm or whether it's masks that do harm, they don't have any regard for human life. Did you notice that in the hospitals uh, when, when you, your loved one was treated? Did you notice it? It's, that, it's like a cancer that went through our culture, and it's just a glimpse of the godlessness of this particular movement. But what we are doing is not that. Preborn is a Christian organization that believes life is sacred. They provide ultrasounds to moms who are in a crisis pregnancy. In other words, they get pregnant, and it's just the wrong time. It's frightening. It's upsetting. They can't afford it for whatever reason, and they often choose abortion. But once they see their baby in ultrasound, they don't. Over half of them say, that's my baby. I cannot go through with this, and that's how they save lives. If you want to help, go to preborn.com. Slash Sandy. We're going to penetrate that darkness. Go to preborn.com slash Sandy. You know, it may just be, oh, you know, just one district is imposing mask mandates. Why in Florida? We're protected. Why should, why should we care? Uh, we care because it's wrong. Uh, we care because we want people uh, to be able uh, to, to, live a, to live a good life. Uh, and as we see this stuff being, being orchestrated, trying to shove down people's throats, uh, there needs to be pushback because there wasn't pushback back in March of 2020. Yes, and that's Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, who has assured Floridians this will, you know, we are not going to comply. I live in Florida now. Do not comply. And that's what Dr. Malone is saying. Don't, don't go with it. If they're going to force this on your kids in school, take your kids out of that school. Just take them out. I mean, you have to think about the choices. That when we laid out the damage it does to kids to breathe that kind of CO2, I don't. I know it's hard. I, I know it's hard, especially if you're working. But find a way. Find a way. And um, so uh, that's that. Now, when I, I mentioned a summit while I was talking to Dr. Malone, the Florida summit on COVID is taking place at the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, Florida, on November the 11th. Uh, it goes all day. Uh, you may recall that uh, last year, or I think it was last year, or maybe two years ago, I talked to you about this incredible seminar that Bruce and I went to, which is sponsored by Dr. John Littell, who's from Ocala. But he brings in all of these experts, like Dr. Malone, like his wife Jill, like Ryan Cole, uh, Kat Lindley, um, Richard Urso, PR Corey, Joseph Lepato, who's the, uh, uh, what have I got his title? Is He's the Secretary of Health for the um, state of Florida. It's And then they bring in all kinds of doctors whose names you have never heard. They talk about what's happening in medical schools. Uh, they talk about latest developments and ways to fight back. It's really enthralling. I mean, Bruce and I sat through like eight hours of information and never got tired 
I mean that, and I'm, I'm generally not that patient. Uh, so this is something worth coming to, worth making a plan to come to Florida to be a part of. It's Florida Summit on COVID, Food, Family, and Medical Freedom. It says it's, um, it's, oh, it's $85 per person to come. And it's uh, from 9 to 4 on November the, the 11th. Now, how can you find it? Just go to johnlittellmd.com. I know that's confusing, but let me see if I can make it simple. John Littell, L-I-T-T-E-L-L-M-D.com. johnlittellmd.com. And Littell's with two T's and two L's. Um, and you can go there and register or, or explore and see if you're interested in coming. Maybe you have a, a child in medical school or you're a nurse or whatever, or you're not. You're a person like me, just interested in this. Uh, there's a limited, this equestrian center is actually absolutely beautiful, by the way. I would imagine also, if all else fails, if you uh, Google Florida Summit on COVID 2023, <laughs> you could probably find it too. So Dr. Malone will be there, and I think it's certainly worth coming. Well, I think we've made our point today. And so let me remind you, you can call us at 662 662- Eight two one two zero four zero. That's six six two eight two one two zero four zero. Or you can write us at sandy at afr.net. That's sandy at afr.net. You can listen on any podcast platform. You can go to sandyrios.com, find out information about the show, and also listen easily. Before I say goodbye, I want to thank my sponsors. Preborn. Preborn Network Clinics have rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion because of you. And I want to thank Christian Healthcare Ministries. They're the longest-serving health cost-sharing ministry around for 40 years. Go to chministries.org slash Sandy to check it out. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's uh, edition of Sandy Rios 24-7. I think we've said everything we need to say. So it's just left for me to say goodbye and thanks for listening to today's version of Sandy Rios 24-7.